<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us today. I want to turn to, well, it's an issue that has got me, frankly, quite agitated. I want to turn to the escalating Marxist demonstrosity known as the January 6th committee. Even as we learn more by the week about the insidiousness of the Democratic Party and their oligarch donors, more is asked of us. Why are we asked by the corrupt corporatist media to tolerate another of their partisan persecutions bedecked in pretend seriousness, laughable, lofty purpose, and of course, their nonsensical claims of insurrection on Capitol Hill. Jamie Raskin is a leading mess, a Marxist dim whose radical ideology is deep within his DNA, a creature of the left, and who for his most recent nonsensical interview chose the Marxist left's much-favored Reuters Foreign Wire Service, our taxpayer-funded, exquisitely elitist leftist national public radio, and the foreign bastion of international leftist ideologies of all sorts, The Guardian. Now comes Rifkin with an entirely old and still fabricated and bald-faced lie list of charges against President Donald Trump suitable for the Maryland congressman who led the failed second impeachment of President Trump. For the record, the second failed impeachment of the president, it's simply outrageous. You're right. You heard me right. This is the same creepy creature regurgitating his charge of usurpation against Trump from only a year ago. The Marxist left is venal, without conscience, and determined to destroy America, of course, to rip up our Constitution and shred our history and heritage, roots and all. Call your congressman and tell him or her what you think of this Marxist dim perpetual persecution of Donald Trump. By the way, the number of the U.S. Capitol switchboard is 202-224-3121. The Capitol switchboard, 202-224-3121. The conspiracy the Marxist Dems started while Trump was still a candidate in 2016 was carried out through his presidency as they and the deep state tried to overthrow him with groundless FBI investigations for years, an almost two-year-long special counsel investigation, two impeachments by the Noxious and soulless Democrat Party, from before Trump was president through his presidency and after he was president, the Dems carried out their campaign of hate and evil conspiracy, trying to destroy an American president. And the effort goes on, and it does have to stop now. Every corporatist news media outlet that covers up the conspiracy deserves whatever place in hell that awaits them. God bless Donald Trump, and God save the United States. As you can tell, I don't believe there's any excuse any longer for the lizards of the left. They are denizens of darkness, and their very act is evil. So it is time to say enough. Either we stand against them now, or the republic surely fails. And an update on the war against evil. Special counsel John Durham is standing against the Marxist Dems and their evil acts. Thank God. Durham letting the American public know that five, Five Hillary Clinton associates are taking the fifth in reaction to his investigation of the origins of the Russian collusion hoax perpetrated by the Democrat National Committee and Hillary Clinton campaign. End the evil. All of us, all together, end the evil that's been unleashed against our great nation from within. Here today, we'll be talking with a man who spent his life fighting the forces of evil, a raid against our nation all over the world. 
Today, our guest is truly a great American hero, Robert J. O'Neill, highly decorated Navy SEAL. He is the man who shot Osama bin Laden, a terrific author, speaker, and I think one of the best folks on Twitter. His handle is M-C-H-O-O-Y-A-H, M-C-H-O-O-Y-A-H.com, or just search for Robert J. O'Neill on Twitter. I guarantee you, you'll you'll be glad you did. His newest book is The Way Forward, written with his friend and Medal of Honor winner, Dakota Meyer. We recommend all of O'Neill's books to you, including The Way Forward, now available everywhere. Rob, it is great to have you back with us on the Great America Show, uh, a show designed uh, just for you. Appreciate you being with us. Thank you for having me, Lou. It's always great to be on here. I'm going to turn, first of all, to your Twitter account, if I may, because I think (laughs) People will be fascinated. People who do not follow you on Twitter are missing some of the best entertainment and uh, I think thought-provoking commentary uh, in, in the country. So uh, the the where I'd like to start is with first of all your handle is M C Huya. That's M C H O O Y A. At Twitter, it's a, a terrific handle and a terrific, uh, terrific amount of fun waiting for you, folks, as you you sign up uh, for Rob O'Neill's Twitter account. I just want to share, if I may, uh, a few comments, a few tweets that you've made. Uh, and first of all, there's a picture of a bird. This is a retweet uh, a, of a dead eagle. Uh, in, in front of this wind uh, farm uh, with the windmills all in the, in the background. And it says, this bird was, if this bird was covered in oil, this picture would be everywhere. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> you, you recommended that teaching your boys, uh, you should teach your boys to be men before teachers teach them uh, to become women. Uh, I think you got into the, uh, the, the culture wars. Give us your thinking on the trans, uh, what I call the trans trend in this country. That's all but inexplicable to me. Well, yeah, my, 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 well, it's uh, Mikuya with an H, M-C-H-O-O-Y-A-H. I combined the two being of Irish descent. And we said, who at SEAL training? I made it back when I was anonymous. So I figured I could be Mikuya. My name leaked as killing bin Laden. So I ended up with 10,000 followers overnight. Now I'm just Mikulia. That's where that came from. Um, the thing with the, uh, um, I'm, you know, I'm a big believer that you should be able to do anything you want in the privacy of your own home and your, with your family. When you really start to uh, uh, exploit other people is when it's a problem. I got a, there's a Vietnam vet named Bob Green, who was a football coach at Montana Tech. And he said, uh, he's known for his quotes. If you ever look him up, there's some uh, YouTube stuff on him. But he said, whatever you do behind closed doors, keep it in your jammies. And I think what uh, the problem here is, I don't know what the left deal is with trying to sexualize kids at such a young age. I mean, you know, that's, I saw someone tweet out that it was a, it was a girl that said, I want to thank uh, um, my parents for letting me go through my tomboy phase as a young girl before mutilating me. Like they, they gave her a chance. And, and I don't know why they're just obsessed with talking. About, the, the teachers that say, uh, well, and the, first of all, when they say in Florida that don't say gay bill, that's not at all what it is. They're just saying they want to stop teaching kids at that young, you know, third grade and down about sex. And these teachers are complaining, well, I can't even tell them what we did over the summer with my with my with my uh, partner or whatever. It's like there's no reason for you to be telling them about that. We, we, we have a problem with people being able to read. Um, we have a, we're in a culture where a lot of people are saying that math is racist. Uh, they don't take SAT scores, all stuff like that. It's like just teach them the basics. I mean. I always say that everything from normal life, even to SEAL training, if you want to be great, master the basics. And if you can get the basics down, your next goal is your next breath. And, and, uh, and I, you know, I have friends that are transgender. I have friends who are gay. I have friends who are lesbians. And it's like, as long as you're not taking the scholarship as a, like a biological male swimming away from an actual girl who's been working her whole life, do what you want to do. But we start affecting people like this and start just trying to teach a lot of this stuff I think is just made up. And I think some on the left take it to an extent because it knows they know that it pisses off uh, uh, conservatives. And I, you know, I've watched, you know, I, I follow a lot of different people and there's some of them that make me laugh. Cause I know these people are just, they're poking from their side. But uh, when you're talking about something as serious as, uh, as um, 
children growing up and their family life. Um, there's, I, I admire right now driving down the street and watching someone on uh, working on the, the, the electric poles or, or building a roof, uh, mechanics and plumbers, like skills that you're going to need growing up. The people just, for some reason, are getting away from it because of someone's feelings that might not be true. It's sort of a peculiar uh, moment in our history where suddenly the, the Bill of Rights extends to uh, not, uh, not being offended. Yeah, who the hell has a right not to be offended? It's not someone else's problem. It's yours. Yes. You know, the old saying, don't talk religion and politics. Well, I'll talk about what I want. You listen to what you want. Uh, and, and that's the way it's got to be in this country. And it's, it's upside down right now. As it's you completely. Out. It is completely. And, and, and the, the freedom of speech is not protecting speech that makes you comfortable. It's there to protect speech that makes you uncomfortable. And that's how you have a debate. And you don't ever, I personally don't want to be in a room with people who all agree with what I'm saying. I want disagreement. I learned from failure. And if you follow my Twitter, you'll see me fail from time to time. Then I, the next day I <laughs> pipe out my own advice, telling myself to move forward, get over it. I want to go to the, to your next week, by the way, folks, just so you know, I didn't go out cherry picking. This is the top of his uh, news line. His, 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 this is the top of his account today in this order. Uh, and there's been the Biden crime family, the Bush crime family, the Clinton crime family, the Obama crime family. And you hate Trump for telling the truth. I, I, I love that. Well, I mean, the, the reason that they, the, they being the left and a lot of people even in the middle don't like Donald Trump is because sometimes he's not a nice guy. But he everything that he did was for Americans. And he's 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 doing the hard things, making the hard regulations. And I mean, he's a he's not a, a, a greasy, slick politician in a in a you know in the beltway. He he's a businessman that was doing stuff for America and they don't like that. And we learned out that I mean, I'm actually reading laptop from hell right now, and I'm amazed what um what, what Hunter Biden got away with because of his his dad, the big guy. Uh, and just the stuff you can see the stuff they deal with China, with Ukraine, with Russia. Uh, and, and just uh, and everyone's getting paid all this money to be, uh, you know, an advisor on uh, a legal board where they're not even lawyers. And it's all the Biden family, stuff like that. And, it's, and you know, I, I say the Bush family because I'm convinced we went to war because Saddam Hussein, Hussein tried to kill President uh, Bush 41. And so right after 9-11, there's an excuse. Two weeks after 9-11, the Pentagon's running around through the long corridors coming up with reasons to invade Iraq. And a lot of people died. And, and even right now with I'm an Iraq veteran, too. I find combat there, too. And we'll sit around over a beer and just be like, so Iraq, huh? What was that all about? Uh, and then just the stuff that we know the Clintons did. I, you know, I was in the I was in, you know, I fought in all the wars and I'm, you know, some of the Clintons probably have more kills than I do just based on the way that they're acting out there. Uh, and it's like, how does someone die of a suicide from two shots to the back of the head? Like there's just there's there's there's, there's absolute corruption, especially here. And I think it's getting worse. And then you get someone that comes in who's an outsider. And boy, they, they turned everything and everything, you know, everything from the Russian collusion to Russia, Russia, Russia. To, it's all stuff. It's like admit nothing, deny everything and make counter accusations. And then they got the media force feeding everybody. This and there are people who just believe what the media tells them, which is lunacy. But that's that's where we live. And, you know, you're, you're so right about the your obvious uh, disdain uh, or disregard, if you prefer, Uh for some of these uh, folks who are out not uh, paying their student loans, wanting to have extensions, do not, do not go to school on a student loan. Uh, these community colleges are the best bargain in the country. Uh, oh, yeah. First two years of school, I don't care who you are, how smart you are, or how uh, uh, much you don't even like school. Uh, go to community college and give yourself a chance to grow up for a couple of years and to do so without uh, you know, being in debt for $150,000. You know, you know, what's the sense of this? Uh, why not go out and buy a Ferrari? I mean, it's just that stupid to me. And, and, and working men and women in this country, I come from uh, you know, a poor to working class uh, background. I, I just can't imagine putting my, my parents in the position of having to pay tens or fifty thousands of dollars, whatever it would be, uh, to to go to school, uh, I and I don't want to put it on myself because you already put yourself behind the eight ball the second you do it. So I urge everybody to do that, and I and I'm glad you talk about it uh, because this student loan thing is is nuts. Uh, no, yeah, and and loans, uh, no one forces you to take out a loan, and the universities who are so high and mighty about the you know superior education. They, they don't mind taking the money with a horrible rate 
uh, just to let people in so they can keep, you know, and they're all in tenure, so they don't care. Um, it's, it's just it's the whole thing to it. Uh, I mean, I know guys that, that managed to uh, go to Navy SEALs that went to school, like one from Purdue, worked the entire time he was going to school, put himself through, got his degree. Then he went to SEAL training, paid him, paid him all off. You can do it, but you have to work. And that means, you know, you got to put down the headset and the, and the remote control and stop gaming and, and worry more about your uh, your, your personal uh, uh, success as opposed to activism. There are people who only take a certain amount of credits because they, they, they need time for activism, whatever that means. Exactly. Uh, Antifa, you tweet, is fascist. Uh, your professors didn't tell you that you're a moron because he's a moron. That's why you morons can't pay off your student loans, says Rob O'Neill. It's entertaining. It's with humor uh, and and it's in your face. I hope so. And I'm the, what I, the, the point I make about tenure and professors, and I, know, I, I know a lot of professors, and I, you know, <laughs> they're mostly good people. But if you learned uh, philosophy from a guy in a room who learned from a guy in a room about philosophy from a guy in a room, but they've never really been outside, um, uh, you know, what's what's really like they, they, they talk about poverty here in the United States. They've never seen a kid in Afghanistan so poor that they're literally standing without clothes on in a cesspool. I've seen that. Um, and there's real, there's real, I mean, you're not, if, if you, if you're talking about how bad capitalism is and you're tweeting about it on your iPhone, as you sip uh, a Starbucks wearing your Air Jordans, <laughs> I don't think you, you've thought it out. Yeah. Well, and, and most of these, most of these young people have it, uh, and particularly on the left, uh, they are engaged in some sort of mass psychosis. I cannot figure it out. I don't pretend to have figured it out. But what worries me is that seemingly uh, no professional psychiatrist or psychologist has either. And they don't, uh, the only reason I can imagine they're not figuring it out is they don't want to know the answer. That's probably it. So the truth, the truth really hurts. And the truth, the truth is offensive. It's the fantasy that, that gets them through living on emotion. It's like, well, why don't we just have electric cars? Well, why don't we just have, it's like, well, why don't we just ride unicorns? How about that? Doesn't that sound awesome? But you see what happens when you start uh, taking away the gas and the, and the, uh, um, being independent and exporting, you know, we really need those things. It would be wonderful if we could just fly somewhere without using gas, but it's not going away. And how big is the diesel generator powering your electric carport? Come on, think about it. The power's coming from somewhere. It's usually coal, natural gas. And, and, and I love this one too. And folks, listen to this one. Rob's tweets, if you're hurt by words, you've probably never been punched in the face. <laughs> And, and, and apologies to the, to the women in the audience, but most guys, uh, know what Rob's talking about here because they've been punched. I don't know if it's most, but I would assume a lot of us have been punched in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's one of those life. things like, I mean, growing up, you get, you get in fist fights as kids and, and you drink from the garden hose. But you learn like there's a big difference. But like right now, we're at a point where you can say anything you want to anyone and there's no consequences. But Mike Tyson said that stuff, too. He said everyone has a plan to get punched in the face. And that's exactly. just when it keeps. And that's I mean, you, you know, you can you, you can earn respect and you can show respect. But some of these snowflakes out there that just demand everything because uh, they're entitled. There's another thing coming. When it goes toe -to -toe. Having said that, though, again, I travel quite a bit. I was just on a two week road trip and I I talked to thousands of people face to face. And most, I mean, most people are good. Most people are normal. And they're like, what in the world is happening? And I think it's a very, very small percentage of very, very loud people. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, a, unfortunately, I think it's probably smaller. It's probably larger than that uh, because we now have a situation. I think we have to look at this absolutely honestly. And that is this government of ours is infested uh, with left-wingers are the so-called deep state is a left-wing operation all the way they're, they're they're not having uh little club meetings and and debating over at the department of defense or the department of state about which is it is correct on this issue or this uh this threat this is a leftist embedded uh bureaucracy uh, throughout our executive branch uh, in my opinion 100 percent it's the same is true of academia, Rob. Uh, find me a uh, find me a conservative professor. I've talked to too many professors who are scared to death to say what they're actually thinking in in uh, New Haven or Cambridge, you name it, uh, because they know the orthodoxy is left wing and they will pay a penalty of some sort. There will be consequences for s speaking your mind and speaking truth.
or at least your troop. Well, that's it's a shame. Yeah, that's true too. That's that's a lot of true with with. I mean, there's people in the media that I know. That I'm sure you know that I know are smart, very smart. Yet they push this agenda that they they know is false because they're getting something on the back end. Mm-hmm. There are people that I know that there's like I almost want to say there's no way you really believe this, right? And on camera and on camera are two or on and off camera are two different things. Uh, academia, I don't know because there's not a lot of experience there. But even in Hollywood, I know I know. Uh, uh, people in Hollywood that can't say a word about being, there's a lot more conservatives than you would think. You say a word though, and you're out, you're out of the club. And, and when it, what it comes down to is, will I lose my power? How can I retain my power? Uh, and that, there's a lot of that that goes on behind the scenes, but that was all part of the communist manifesto that, you know, they take over that academia, Hollywood, uh, um, and the media, they're going to be fine. And every, you know, everyone's making money somewhere and politicians right now. It's like, they're, they're like the only person, the only president to not start a war was Donald Trump. And I think a lot of that reason is, I mean, if you're a congressman, you're basically doing a little work for three months and you're, you're running, you're campaigning. And it's a lot of these big time government contractors pay a lot of their uh, campaign funds. So we need to make more missiles and we need to use them so we can make more missiles. And there's a lot of that going, they just, for some reason, people that don't go to war love sending people to war, love to make more stuff. And then even it becomes political at a certain level. As soon as I get out of the military, am I going to go to work at the department of state or am I going to work for, for, you know, Lockheed Martin or Boeing? And right. it's, 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 it's personal power politics. And America itself takes a backseat to all this stuff. They really don't care about the greater good. If they really did, they wouldn't do stuff like shut down Keystone Pipeline. We could be exploring Anwar. I mean, there's, we have more than anybody, but um, because we're, I mean, if, if the ice caps are melting at such a drastic rate, why is every rich former politician buying beachfront property? <laughs> That's a great point. Uh, and uh, look at what we're doing here. I mean, uh, Tony Dungy, a terrific coach, uh, comes out uh, to defend the fatherhood bill. Uh, he's down in Florida, and the BLM goes you know, nuts and everyone else attacking him uh, for being discriminatory because he actually believes that we should pay attention to the statistics, every one of which points out that fatherhood, a father present, gives every young person a, an immense advantage in their lives in getting to school, to getting more education, to learning skills, and being productive members of society. The people who are terrible in this are, are those who are attacking him right now. And that's what we're living with in this, in this era of, of this great nation. Well, they're associating... Um, um you know, everything political like that. He's, he's trying to do what's right. And, and for some reason saying, having a father figure, it's, it's, I mean, I'm sure there are stats. I don't have them in front of me that uh, uh, kids growing up without a father are tend to be you know worse kids or getting more trouble because they don't have that disciplinary in there. Someone that like that teaches a skill. I mean, I, one of my regrets, I never paid attention to my dad when he wanted to be a mechanic. I, I just, I was kind of grew up lazy on that part. I just expected to open the hood and there'd be a big giant on off switch, switch to off, you know, something like that, but stuff that a dad can do for a son, especially, you know, it's very important. Yeah. And I don't, and plus it's, you know, Tony Dungeon, he, uh, a pro football coach, obviously working with the best of the best, but people who have had to be number one, the top 1% of every, you know, he's coaching players that have been the best player on every single team they've ever been on in their lives. So these right. are, these, these are, these are alpha performers and, he, and, 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 uh, he works with every race and, and I don't, it just, him saying something that uh, that he believes in, which is true, um, they're just going to attack him because suddenly, just it's all the political agenda. You either agree with all of this or all of that, and that's it. You can't be in the middle. And you know, and they they even bring up old stuff about when he was a uh, when Michael Sam, I think, was the first openly gay uh, football player in 2014. They're bringing that up, saying that he was attacking his sexuality and all stuff. And all Tony Dungy was saying this is not going to be a distraction. And again, it's just the left trying to get a lot of their agenda into every part. And and if you've noticed. Most of the stuff that these leftist policies get involved with breaks. It all, it, nothing really works. They haven't, they haven't made anything. It's like, well, this is a better place now. And, and the, the idea that Tony Dungy, who is, who's led a, just an extraordinary life because he on and off the field, as it were, uh, he is committed to the community, to, uh, to all of the right causes uh, and to, and, and to think that he has to put up with that kind of nonsense, just an upstanding, outstanding uh, human being. Uh, it, it's just disgusting. Uh, yeah, he seems he's I've never met him, but he seems like a great guy. And he's obviously a very successful coach. Right. Uh, and just, just making, he's making a point that uh, 
most most uh, most of these kids that are in trouble grew up without fathers. That's all he was really saying, as far as I can tell. Right. And uh, and by the way, one of the reasons I know he's a great guy, he's one of the few of uh, NFL analysts. Uh, when he speaks, I'm not talking back to him. I'm, I'm actually listening. <laughs> yeah, right. Another uh, another one is a beauty. Uh, the Black Lives Matter explains six million dollar homes. Are you ready? Yes. As a place of joy. Uh, and it just makes them feel better to be living in a $6 million yeah. house. I don't know of a single person who wouldn't feel a little better. That's what unless, I'm saying. Unless you got a lot of money, but living in a $6 million house is a pretty good deal and would probably bring joy to most Americans. Yeah, that, I, th- I think so. If, if I if I was able to start a GoFundMe page and not give any of the funds to the uh, whatever my cause was, like they did, because they're not really helping out the uh, a lot of inner city communities, but you know, if I put that toward a six million dollar home for myself, I would be full of joy as well. I guess, other than the complete scumbag thievery of it, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, how could you not have a place of joy? Have six six million dollars? What is it? Money can't buy happiness. So I guess I'll just rent it. <laughs> I, I I just can't understand why the media doesn't come to terms with the way people talk. Uh, we have got we've fostered uh, this uh, this absolute insistence in our media that they don't say what they mean. Instead of talking about a suspect, they should be able to say, you know, this SOB, this, <laughs> yeah. this scumbag. It, yeah. It, oh, and, and they'll cancel you for saying anything, especially the truth. Well, even today, uh, 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 there was a there was a shooting in Brooklyn on the subway. Yes. And uh, and I'm watching it live. And, I, you know, I'm interested in this. It's not far from me. And, and uh, they're describing and they say uh, he's uh, 5'10", 175 pounds, wearing a gas mask and an orange vest. And I'm like. Look, I'm not. Is he a white guy? Is he a black guy? Is he uh-huh. an Asian guy? That's you could say that, but they don't want to offend anyone. So we can assume it's any. And, and nowadays, we don't even. I mean, he was a biological male, but he's identifying as a baby. It's like, what? The, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, so people understand what New York is all about. Uh, if you don't already, here's what came across on uh, Fox News. Actually, Fox News live updates and alerts. This is within a 55-minute period uh, this morning. Ready? Breaking news. Multiple people shot in at least one New York City substation. Undetonated devices found, official says. Uh, I mean, this is New York City, folks. Breaking news. New York Lieutenant Governor arrested on bribery charges. Breaking news, New York City subway attack suspect at large was in gas mask. There's your description. If he doesn't mm-hmm. still have that gas mask on, <laughs> we're, never know who he is. We're, we're probably operating at a slight disadvantage in locating. Uh, breaking news, New York City schools near subway attack sheltering in place as ban hunt intensifies, you hope. And live updates, bloody images emerge from inside smoke-filled Brooklyn subway station. I mean, that's where we are right now. I'm surprised that some left winger on TV hasn't yet said, uh, other than shooting people, because he was uh, wearing a gas mask, he's he's very alert on not to spread COVID. Yeah. <laughs> not, the, not the bomb he set off. I cannot look at a single institution, and I'm very serious about this, Rob, and I'd like to know what you think, but I can't look at an institution of any kind and not think that the left is running this show and they are leading us down the path to perdition. Uh, your view? Yeah, I, I think that too. And and uh, I a lot of people that are running the show are not necessarily the president, which is pretty obvious, and certainly not the vice president. But it's a lot of the attorneys that are behind the scenes because they know. Again, it's 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 personal wealth and power, like I said before. And Washington D.C. is not a very big city, and there's it's kind of the same same players mm-hmm. and the same. I mean, it was obvious when. Uh, President Obama came back to the White House recently, and he's walking around with the star power, the quality, the lead. I mean, whether or not you agree with him, he's got leadership qualities. He's a great speaker. He knows how to work a room. And then Joe Biden's over there wondering where his banana flambe went. Like, he can't see anything. Like, his back is to the camera. He's wandering around like like a decrepit old man that's lost. Uh, so someone's making the calls over there. And, and, and again, they're not stupid. They're doing it for a reason. I don't know if that reason is like in Chicago when they were raised to, to hate the system. And then they become the corrupt Chicago politicians or just from the universities. And they're decided that America is inherently evil, even though people are just dying to get here. Well, because it's the greatest country in the world, but also because the borders are wide open and they can just ship them all over the place to turn 
to turn red states blue, which if you think about it, if you, I mean, and it's, it's very hard to be logical with people that one plus one is in fact two, they're doing this on purpose, bring them in, make sure it's a whole, like it, there was a, there's one going around if Democrats are so concerned without having an ID to vote and doing vote and voting early, just put ballots at the gas pump. And, and based on how much you're paying for gas, who do you want to vote for? But it, it, it comes down to um, number of votes, regardless of how many are illegal. And uh, there's that joke that my grandpa didn't uh, vote Democrat until he died. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Lifelong Republican. <laughs> and again, I don't I mean, I, I, and I'm neither. I'm not a I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. I'm independent. I'm, I, I'm all about the country and my fellow countrymen. And that's why I speak out. It's like you're hurting someone right now by doing this nonsense. Well, I'm the worst kind of American. Uh, I'm a Republican and I'm independent. Uh, and as an independent Republican, let me tell you, there's some people uh, in the party establishment who hate me even more than the left, I believe. But Republicans right now are attracting uh, large numbers of Hispanics mm-hmm. and, uh, and Blacks. And in and and a vast majority of the independents to them, and and that could mean what? Uh, when you look at the House of Representatives, uh, Newt Gingrich was on the show the other day. He said forty to seventy House seats will go to the Republicans. Probably that'll that'll be the margin, and they'll need that margin because they've got at least that many rhinos uh, in the Congress. Yes, they do. Yeah, they, they, they are, too. And I, I hope it goes well. Um, uh, Newt Gingrich is awesome, too. He's got some of the best analysis, always has. Uh, and, he's, you know, he's proven before how to work uh, from the other side of the aisle. But the, the point you're making there with, with uh, the Latino families, if you think about it, they're uh, very hardworking families with mother and father and religious Catholic. Um, right. And that's pr- that's what conservatives are. And, and uh, a lot a lot of the black community is, re- is realizing that we're not no, nothing is changing. Uh, and all these policies that sound great, nothing has changed. And, uh, and, they, and every, I think, again, too, this is me being cautiously optimistic. Most people want to work hard. Most people want to earn their keep and want to support their family. But a, a, a lot of regulations keep them down. And again, this is government regulations, which government is I've never seen uh, a government uh, um, branch or anything project product uh, solve a problem and say, well, we're done with that. We'll just close this down. Just keep growing. It's, it's like Homeland Security. But we, you know, we had one guy several years ago try to blow his shoes up. It didn't work. And we're still all taking off our shoes because that one guy that couldn't even do it. Right. Uh, and that, that's just the, 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 the government can't really solve any problems or they create problems. These are not socialists on, uh, in the Democratic Party. These are hardline Marxists right now in mm-hmm. charge of this, this country, uh, whether it's in Congress, whether it is in the executive branch. Uh, you know, good old smiling Uncle Joe mm-hmm. is not so good. He is so old. But this is not uh, this is not socialism that he's talking about. He's trying to destroy fundamentally the sovereignty of the nation, leaving open the border. We have 150 plus nations represented amongst the illegals crossing that border. Two million of them in the first mm-hmm. year of this presidency. How, how, do, how do people explain that uh, to the Border Patrol? Would you just be sit over here? Mark Morgan, the former head of uh, uh, Border Protection and Customs and Border Protection, said that basically the Border Patrol is now being treated as a federal travel agency, shipping off illegal immigrants in the middle of the night. Did you ever at any time in your service to the nation in uniform think to yourself, you know, I'm going to come back and they're going to strip border protection? Uh, at the southern border, where most of the drugs uh, uh, come into this country, uh, sex trafficking, human smuggling, uh, and, and terrorists, who knows how many, uh, come across, because we don't know. Uh, did you ever think that would be even remotely possible, that you would be shipped overseas to fight for your country while your country is throwing no. away its borders? No, I, I never would have thought it, it would be this bad. I mean, the sex trafficking, okay, there, there are there are people taking kids so they can cross the border and they're, you know, the worst things imaginable are happening to them. You think that alone would be enough for, for both us and Mexico to fight this stuff. The fentanyl is killing so many people hardly mentioned, but people are dying every day because of stuff coming across of the border. And and again, it's, it's gotta be on purpose. People it's, we're we're not just shipping people to, to Westchester, New York on flights where they didn't even need an ID to get on the plane. Uh, There's a reason behind it. And again, it all comes back to corruption and power. 
I mean, these people are fo- they're following uh, Karl Marx, who was uh, a, a socialist, and he's fighting for the working party against capitalists. But what's weird about him being in the working party is he never had a job. How are you working party if you're doing nothing? And that's Karl Marx. They follow him, and he's just a just a bad guy, horrible idea. And they always say, "Well, we just haven't done it right yet." Even though everywhere else it's been tried, it hasn't worked. It's, it turns into it turns into it turns into hunger. It turns into violence. They say you can vote your way into socialism, but you have to shoot your way out. We don't have a pipeline that we de- desperately need, and we're not drilling, and we're not w- responding with even a, a sense of emergency and urgency. Uh, with uh, our energy supplies in this country, and well, then we're going to we're going to give money back to Iran. Uh, it's a they call it the New Deal, but Vladimir Putin's negotiating it. Yep. So we're we're going to take oil from Venezuela from Iran. Talk about the ultimate neo Nazis. Iran is. Uh, we're going to like if if we're worried about the global environment, what difference does it make if we drill it or Iran drills it, other than us funding their terrorist organizations? But people don't think past their nose because they're told by the media. You know, that's the Iran nuke deal. Yeah, they're, they're going to uh, uh, they're going to just use nuclear energy for uh, for peaceful means. Uh, I was I used to be um, a battlefield interrogator. Well, actually, we stopped that we, we had to turn it into tactical questioner. But that means you're interrogating someone, a terrorist in their house after you wake them up and you got them scared to death. And I would tell other as I interrogated this guy, hey, it turns out they lie a lot. And it's oh, like, no. that's, that's exactly what Iran is doing, lying to us. They know, they know they're, they're going to, they're trying to make nuclear weapons, either smuggle them in so someone can uh, hit Israel or so they can hit Israel from Iran. It all, that's all they want to do because they are true believers in the jihad. And that's it. And that is, uh, once you destroy the world, everyone that believes goes to heaven. Nonsense like that. But I mean, there's some crazy stuff going on that we don't want to admit because we're too busy uh, making sure we have the right bathroom facilities on ships and submarines. Uh, no question about it. And uh, it's, speaking of war, wars, the war on terror sort of has dissipated here of late. Uh, and uh, we have a new war and one that has the potential to be nuclear war with Vladimir Putin uh, moving his forces, uh, invading Ukraine. Uh, and the United States has there is just no clear policy emanating from this administration. Uh, they're Marxists. I understand there, there may be some sort of spiritual bond, but you talk about collusion, no sanctions and not sending enough equipment into Ukraine so that they can fight that war. They're doing it, I think, an amazing job. They were supposed to be rolled over in three days. Yeah. These Ukrainians are fighters. They're definitely fighters, and they have a lot of advantages on their side. Like, uh, I mean, fighting uh, in an urban area as an invader is about a six to one ratio, as far as I know. Uh, the Russians, however, their only tactic is to surround it and then bomb it until they surrender. That's that's how the Russians have always done it. Horrifying for the civilians that are there. It's, I mean, there's war crimes and atrocities being committed that are just out of this, this insane. But Russia was going in there with the plan that we'll just take it over eventually, and no one will ever see what we actually did. So we're starting to see it. But the problem with the lack of leadership on a world stage, and I, I'm including, you know, NATO, NATO needs a step Absolutely. Up because uh, um, all they're doing, well, if we do this, maybe Russia will launch a nuke. Well, at some point you need to say, all right, I mean, this is scary if you got two crazy people, not crazy people, sorry, one crazy person and then one, uh, our president with their hand on the button. Uh, and we're not sure who's making the decision. But Putin does also want to go down as the ultimate, you know, Russian leader. And if that comes in nuclear weapons, it, 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 it can. But there needs to come a point where you have to stop being afraid of him. And there are countermeasures that we have. Uh, and Russia is proving they're not as good as we always thought they were. Um, but, uh, but I mean, this, you, we can't just let, let Putin run the world because we're afraid of a crazy person. Like, wh- wh- where are we? Wh- you know, we're, we're the, Russia and Germany, that's the reason, you know, uh, because of NATO is there. So what are they going to do? I mean, did you notice that um, no one wanted to pay their, was it 2% GDP for NATO until Russia started invading? Oh, yeah, we're all about it now yeah. because it's our problem. But then we're funding it by buying all the Russian oil because we shut down the United States and Canada. If they had, in point of fact, done what Donald Trump said yep. and fully funded their defense budgets and fully funded NATO, which, by the way, is a very difficult thing for them because that 2% uh, gets, you know, it, it really works out to maybe 1% if you uh, include staffing up and uh, equipping up uh, NATO. Uh, if they had just followed what he said yeah. when he first said it, uh, there would have been a whole different attitude on the part of Vladimir Putin. Of course. And, and we had three months, we had three months notice that he was going to invade. 
you don't have to be a genius uh, military analyst to see 150,000 troops on the border of Ukraine and think, you know, maybe, maybe they're thinking about invading because we've never seen them do that before. And that's right. Well, uh, and they do have a bit of a history in 2014, taking all of Crimea. Yep. So I, I don't understand what this administration's national security team is all about, but they need a new, they need a new quarterback, I think, badly. Well, their new, their new national security number one objective is climate change. And that's, yeah. that's their religion. I mean, they have a few religions on the left, you know, climate change, abortion, COVID. Uh, but but well, even, even I was saying at the beginning, okay, they're, they're going to try to suck a bunch of our money out of us by being on the border. And I said, they're not going to invade because no one's that crazy. And I'll be the first to admit I was wrong, but they invaded. And I even said on my Twitter account, if they invade, God help us. And that's worth the God help us point now. I mean, they're, I mean, save yourself some pain by not Googling videos of what's happening right now. There's some horrible stuff yeah. happening. And, and um, but I mean, there's there's no deterrent whatsoever that we are weak. Uh, the, the biggest deterrent in the world is, is China followed by Russia. And, you know, what's China doing right now? Man-made uh, uh, islands in the South Pacific and their military. And they're just trying to push their way that way. They, they were just going to watch uh, Russia roll into Kiev and then they're doing that to uh, Taiwan. But. Ukrainian people are just proving they they will fight they will fight for their country and it's just a it's it's a sad state of affairs when you can have a, a superpower invade a neighboring country and no one does anything. One of the other sides of all of this is what we're doing with our own military, and one of I heard one of the greatest Pentagon uh, nonsense doublespeak uh, the other day when they announced that they had decided to reduce their recruiting. Uh, uh, they're lowering their numbers. And I thought, you know, that headline was written incorrectly. It should be the numbers are forcing yes. the Pentagon to reduce their recruiting numbers. And indeed that's the situation. Uh, and, I, and I think, you know, if I'm, if I'm 19 years old and I'm thinking about going into the Marines or I'm thinking about going into the army, whatever, and I'm watching Afghanistan and I'm watching really all of the discussion about uh, trannies. Why would any young person go into the military? I mean, it's frustrating too. And I, I question that a lot that uh, a lot of the guys that I know that are still in the SEAL teams are uh, getting out in record numbers just because the senior leadership has lost its way completely. It's almost counterproductive. It's, it's that leftist, let's, let's, let's defund the police, let's defund the military type stuff. And morale is really, really low in the military right now. I mean, you know, and guys are getting sent to Poland for God knows what, um, and, and just lowering the numbers because it's one of those things where, well, if you can't meet the, the standards, we'll just lower the standards. And that's all that's happening. And it's, it's a very, I, I saw it coming with, uh, with a lot of the online courses we needed to take before. I mean, even before we went over to uh, Afghanistan to fly to Pakistan uh, to kill bin Laden, like you got to make sure all your, all the, the social stuff is done. And when they started uh, letting people have stress cards, in the Marine Corps, where if a drill instructor is too hard on you, you pull your stress card and they have to stop or, or, um, uh, just, just, and that's, that's a real thing. And, and, um, it's just, it's, it, they're lowering the standards all across the board. It's just, it's, it's bad. I mean, we have, we have the technology and, and we all, I mean, we'll always have Marines. Marines are just awesome, but, but they do need to play with the bureaucracy for their own. You don't, if you speak up, you're going to get kicked out. It, it, it becomes personal there. And then you got the higher ups who are political, the, 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 the junior leaders, like we have junior leaders, Oh, three, Oh, four level that are getting out. And that's, those are the people, the Oh, four with combat experience needs to be the chairman of the joint chiefs. The guy who's been on the ground, who's young enough and, and uh, who still carries his own luggage. If you stop carrying your own luggage, you need to get out of the military. Well, and we know a lot of four stars and three stars who need to get out of the military then. Because, yeah. I can think of a few. Uh, yeah. It, it's a, you know, it's a, G4s and fives and uh, get out of my way. Uh, I got enough stars here to, to light up the night sky. Uh, and I am really awesome. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it seems to be their attitude, uh, it, it, almost to a person. There's some wonderful ex exceptions. Uh, but for the most part, we have, what is it? Uh, I think the last time we were talking, you said something like 300 times, 300% uh, more generals now than in oh, World yeah. War II. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and there we are. Uh, I had a I had a great officer that I, I and again there are great officers out there like uh, 
uh, Admiral Bill McRaven, who led the Bin Laden raid, a Democrat, I would follow him straight to hell. I love that guy. And they're a great, you know, Stan McChrystal, wonderful, wonderful generals and admirals. There's also the ones that aren't so much. But I had a, a, an officer in combat in uh, one of the cities in, in Baghdad. And we have what's called follow on target, follow on target, meaning you hit a target, you find intel. That's another house. Go hit it. And we're going over like under fire. And I'm looking at one of our maps and I'm explaining what we should do. And I said, oh, well, you know what, sir, you're in charge. And he said, oh, make no mistake. Uh, I'm not in charge. Uh, I'm just responsible. <laughs> like, so you're in charge, but, uh, you know, you, but you're that, you know, the, the, the resident expert on this part, let me, I'll do the, the, the big macro things. We're in the micro right now. And that's where your guys go in. And it's a matter of who goes left, who goes right. Let's do this. So there are great leaders out there, but the problem is those great leaders see the nonsense that happens and then they bolt and then they go make, you know, they make a million dollars on wall street because they're really good at leading. The thing is we have great leaders, but we're not teaching winning. Yeah, uh, I, I had that conversation with the, the, the commandant of, uh, well, they were two different commandants of West Point. I said, do you ever teach anybody about losing? Do you ever focus on defeats and, and what happened? I, I get the victories and all of that, but what about just defeat? Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and I was talking with a fellow I, I've got a great respect for, uh, and I'll just say this, uh, Dr. Uh, General uh, David Grange. Uh, who's uh, just a terrific, terrific uh, uh, general. And he was at West Point teaching a program uh, in a program for warriors. And it was, uh, it was a great thing to watch and to see those young uh, cadets uh, just soaking it up as he talked uh, was amazing uh, and an amazing experience. So uh, it, there are some good things happening. I just want yes. to make that clear at the, uh, at the academies. But there are also some, some things that obviously need some tweaking, I'll put yes. it that way. Well, yeah, I mean, if we haven't won a war since World War II, uh, something's going wrong. Mm -hmm. And and you are, uh, you know, when you talk about victory, I wish that that word were contagious. I once asked, well, I, once, I better not say this out loud, but I, <laughs> I, I once asked a very important appointed official in the government, if once ever once in Vietnam, you considered victory as an option. And he told me forthrightly, this was at a dinner in Washington. He told me forthrightly, never, never. And that goes back to Vietnam. And yeah. I, and I, I've only seen one guy bring the attitude that we're going to have a short war and we're going to win it. And that was Schwarzkopf in the Persian mm -hmm. Gulf war. Yes. After that, uh, it's a shame is all I can say. It's a shame. It is a shame. We didn't even learn from the desert storm. Uh, when, we, when we didn't go all the way to Baghdad, Baghdad and take out Saddam, uh, because we left the, the, the Shia were <laughs> slaughtered by Saddam. And then when we went back in, in 2003, we're like, well, we'll just take Baghdad and the Shia will, uh, they'll just rise up and be on our side. And everyone's like, well, no, they won't. Why would they trust us this time? What if they don't? Oh, they will. Yeah. But what if they don't? And no one considered what if they don't? And that's, yeah. you know, it's a, that's a whole other conversation there, too. But learning from either victory or, or defeat in, in, in the Shia's case there uh, and understanding the history of what's going on, um, it, it, you know, it's it's uh, winning, losing and getting in and out without. I mean, it's, it, when the military sends in, that's just, that's another uh, end uh, political means just by force. And when you're going in it's to kill and you don't need to worry about feelings. You don't need to worry about did you kill them nice enough? You got to go in and kill and you can leave and tell them, look, uh, either you fix your own country now or we're going to come back and do this again. Uh, it could have all happened so much quicker and so much faster in, uh, and been profound in its conclusion. We forgot who we were, and I think it really did start with Vietnam. So with that, uh, our convention is to always give our guests the, the last word, and I can't think of anyone I'm uh, uh, happier to listen to uh, with the last word for this broadcast, this podcast. Uh, than Rob O'Neill. Rob, it's uh, all yours. Well, we thanks again, Lou. Uh, we, well, we started off with uh, social media, talking about Twitter and how uh, it's it's entertainment. You can't take that too seriously. Uh, I, I'm a big believer in staying positive. Uh, be positive. Most people, most people want to be good. Social media is not real. It's more just people yelling at each other. And uh, just just master the basics. If you want to be good at something, do it a thousand times. And if you want to be great, do it ten thousand times. Uh, don't be afraid. Um, to take the shot. I, uh, I, I was asked at a speech the other day, if you can go back and give 15 year old Rob O'Neill, any advice for life, what would it be? And my answer was ask her out. That's it. 
just ask her out. Take the shot. You never, you never know. <laughs> so, Rob O'Neill, as always, it's great to have you with us. Uh, his handle on Twitter is MCH. O-O-Y-A-H, and we recommend his Twitter account to you, The Way Forward. Uh, Dakota Meyer, his co-author in that. Uh, how was that working together uh, on, on that book? Dakota's awesome. He's so much fun to work with because uh, he's a very logical dude um, with an incredible experience. I mean, I'm convinced he's looking for it. He just went to Ukraine recently, and I'm like, Dakota, mm-hmm. you, you have a Medal of Honor. You've done your part. Yeah. Uh, but it's just it's fun to work with them because the way we describe it is, you know, I was a white guy from Montana who didn't know how to swim, became a Navy SEAL in Bin Laden's bedroom. And he was a, a male cheerleader in Kentucky raising chickens. And he wins a Medal of Honor in Afghanistan. And it's just uh, we all have something in common. And and uh, the clock keeps ticking for all of us. So um, you can learn, you know, learn from your past, but stop worrying about it. What do we do now? Uh, it's, you know, I, I, the, my favorite line that I use on football teams. Okay. It doesn't matter why it's second and 15. It just is the clock's yeah. ticking. What's the way forward. Appreciate it, Rob. Thanks so much. We're going to, uh, uh, we're going to, I assure you, uh, keep uh, your book up on our website. Thank you. And we're going to uh, keep uh, reminding people about uh, your magnificent tweets. Uh, keep- <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, uh, I've heard my tweets described many different adjectives that's the first time magnificent was used <laughs> well thank you i uh, i'm from texas so uh, <laughs> the highest compliment i can give you is they're a hoot thanks, thanks. so much rob o'neill great american and i urge you to check out his witty and often profound tweets do this for yourself go to at m-c-h-o-o-y-a-h or just search for robert j o'neill on twitter Tomorrow, we take an in-depth look at why avian flu is quietly devastating many commercial flocks of chickens in the United States and chicken farming. We'll be talking about the Russian war on Ukraine, the impact on this country, the cry from the leftist Dems and rhino leftists to put our troops in Ukraine, and why. And why isn't the Biden administration preparing for war against communist China? Our guest tomorrow is businessman and Asia expert, Jonathan Bass. Trust me, you want to hear what Jonathan Bass has to say. Please join us tomorrow. Till then, God bless you and God bless America.